right, welcome back to the big program. 10.02 in Edmonton right now. Time for Elevate Your Game by Ram Elevators and Lifts. Uh, unlock your potential of your residence with a home elevator or lift. You can learn more at TrustRam.com. And we welcome in, uh, well, Bill Comrie. If uh, anyone has uh, elevated their game, it's uh, Bill Comrie in uh, several areas. Uh, Bill, uh, welcome to Sports 1440. It's been a long time since we, we've talked. Uh, we've texted a few times, but how are you? How you been keeping? All good. I just got off the tennis uh, court to take the interview. <laughs> oh, yeah. good stuff. So uh, what's life like for you now? I guess tennis, golf, uh, what have you been up to? Tennis, golf, work, you know, hanging out with friends. Yeah, it's, it's been great. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. I, I don't even know where to start, uh, Bill, because uh, we, we go back a long ways. We've talked a lot of times over the years, but I think we should start kind of where uh, you started out in your in your hockey career before we get to everything business and, and family-wise and uh, how proud you are of, uh, you know, what your accomplishments have been. But um just kind of touch on when you, you, you kind of started your, your hockey career on the junior end with the Moose Jaw Canucks uh, way back in 67 uh, or so. Uh, what was that experience for you to kind of head to a small little town in Saskatchewan and play in the old Western Canadian Hockey League? Yeah, it was, it was a great experience. Uh, back then, it was before the draft, so it was, it was inside a, a C form. And so there were six teams in the NHL then, and at that time, they would come and try to recruit you. You know, the people in the East, like Montreal Junior Canadians, were part of the Montreal Canadians. And Moose Jaw was Chicago. Edmonton was Detroit. Mm-hmm. Esteban Bruins, the Bruins, and so on. You know, so they recruited me, and uh, I signed a C-form with Chicago Blackhawks. And went to Moose Jaw and thought I was really playing for Chicago Blackhawks. They had the same <laughs> uniform and everything. So I was 16 years old or 17. So when you got to Moose Jaw, you're just a young, young guy, as you said. Um, wide opening, uh, eye-opening experience for you. What were your early recollections of, of playing for the the old Canucks? Well, it it, it was great. Uh, we uh, I had a great winger, Rusty Patnod, mm-hmm. and uh, actually uh, Van Hellemond, whose bro- his brother was National Hockey League referee, uh, my line mates. But we lived in a boarding house with. Uh, three construction people. Kenny Brown was our goalie <laughs> and uh, he was part of the group. So you had to, you know, we had a lady just cooking us meals. You know, it was a, a different experience, you know, but a great experience at the same time. Yeah. And then Rusty ended up came, coming up here playing for the Oilers in the WHA and things like that. Uh, after Moose Jaw, uh, Bill, then you ended up coming up here too with the Oil Kings. What was that experience like for you? That was uh, uh, absolutely a tremendous experience. Uh, uh, Bill Hunter became like a second father to me, and uh, yeah, I hung out a lot with Bill. Took him to Oiler games later, and I would pick him up, mm-hmm. bring him to the Oiler games. You know, as he got older, he even came uh, to Michigan to watch my son Mike. We yeah. went to watch Mike, and he wanted to go, and and so I took him there and. Uh, he was a uh, he was an amazing man and a great you know sports guy for Edmonton. Uh, Bill Comrie is our guest on the Kevin Carey Show, Sports fourteen forty. Uh, so that relationship that you struck with Bill it lasted decades and decades and decades. Uh, but what was he like as a coach for you back then? Well, actually, uh, he was uh, he, 
you know what? He was he was a great coach. He was a motivator. Not much on the detail, but I'll tell you what. He knew what lines to put out, and he you know he and he and he got the he got the most out of all of us. Um, did he 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 always had that thing in the media business that we saw? Like he called a meeting to or a, a news conference to 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 announce the next news conference. Yeah. Uh, you, oh, yeah. you remember oh, yeah. all? He was all about media. He's a great promoter. Yeah, great promoter. He, he sure was. Um, so. At that point, then, did, did you have a chance to kind of go the pro route and then you had to, some decisions to make personal-wise, business-wise? Can you, can you kind of give our listeners a little indication of where you were at that time of your life uh, as a guy, just a young man, kind of looking ahead to the future? Yeah, the Chicago Blackhawks wanted me to come to camp. There were six teams back then. Not sure, you know, I don't think I would have made it. I mean, they're a pretty strong team at the time, but, mm-hmm. you know. You know, and back then you always sort of, sort of, in the minors and moved up. Didn't matter how how good you were, and uh, and my dad died. And we had no money, and uh, he had some a little tiny furniture place where he had some sofas and that. And my mom said, "We, you know, you can't go. You can't go to your brother. We we own the house. We own the car." And uh, you know, so I sold the sofas and said, "Oh, it's pretty good. Maybe I'll sell some more." And then I. You know, basically, I started. You know, Bill Comrie Furniture with eight thousand dollars, and and just grew it. So, that you know, the initial business plan, then when you just started that, um, I mean, I don't even know how to word this, but how were you kind of able to build it over that course of the early years um, to keep building it to where you were building it into one of the biggest corporations, biggest uh, companies going in in Canada and the world. Well, it was just one day at a time. I mean, at first it was just survival. And then, geez, doing pretty good, you know. And then, you know, bought some more sofas. And then I decided to uh, advertise on TV and kind of took off. We had the Midnight Madness, which was very successful. And then we started No Interest. And now No Interest is like everywhere around the world and everybody uses it. But we were there the first uh, people to ever use it. So, uh, Bill Comrie, guest with us on Sports 1440. Um, the advertising, the, uh, you know, all, all the uh, promotions that you did, the Midnight Madness, can you, we've talked about that over the years. You weren't sure how this was going to um, uh, be taken by the public, by the consumer. Can you run us through the, the concept of it and then how nervous you were and then how successful it was? Yeah, well, we, uh, I, I went to a midnight drive-in with a girlfriend at the time and uh it was a 1201 it opened because you couldn't open on sundays back then and it was packed and i was driving back in i went geez maybe i should open my furniture store at midnight and we kind of laughed and at that time i had a couple of partners that was just with me and then i they bought they bought me out for sixteen thousand dollars and that's when i had the eight thousand left over and i said i want to do this advertising and so i i went to Chad and I did an advertising there and then I did I went to uh, I ran a newspaper ad and, and they said well there's not going to be more than three people we can't get any many people during the day how are we going to get anybody at midnight and I go well I want to try it so I tried it and I used to type and send letters out to my friends uh, yeah, I, my friends were too young to buy furniture but if your parents need furniture I'll give you a deal and then I had a plumber's list of, 
the plumber. And so I was in, uh, I came in and it was a little tiny store. I came in and it was like um, six o'clock at night and I was typing and I heard a rattle at the door and I went down and I saw a young couple there and I went, oh. And I opened the door and I said, can I help you? And they went, well, yeah, we're here for the sale. And I went, maybe the advertising messed up. (laughs) And I said, you know, it doesn't start till midnight. And they said, we know, we're here to line up. And I went, oh, okay. (laughs) Anyways, uh, about nine o'clock at night, I hear more. So I go to to look out the front window. There's a thousand people out there. I'm 19 or 20 years old and I'm alone inside, right? (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. So I start phoning people. It's a long weekend. Most people are away. I got my two younger brothers that were in high school at the time and a friend of mine, Al Maybe, uh, to come through the back door. And I gave him a crash course on how to sell furniture. And they sold everything. Uh, my, my brother sold like seven sofas. My other brother sold like uh, about 12 kitchen sets. And Al Maybe sold a few bedroom sets. And at about 2 o'clock, 2.30 in the morning, it started to wind down, and I got a stack of invoices, and we did like a couple hundred thousand dollars in sales in two hours, more than my dad had done the year before. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I realized that we only had one of everything. I forgot to tell my brothers that. And, you know, so it was a bit of a mess at first, but then uh, it was a huge success, and it kind of fired us up or fired me up yeah. to uh, to do more advertising and do things like that. So, uh, as we guess with Bill Comrie on Sports 1440, at that point, Bill, was it uh, still under Comrie Furniture? Had you gone into the, the brick yet, or how did that kind of work? Yeah, so it was Bill Comrie Furniture at first, and, you know, I... Yeah, uh, you know, I, I that's when I had eight thousand dollars, and I'm a hundred first street. Uh, no, sorry, a hundred ninth street store, just uh, south of Jasper Avenue, and uh, I was there for about five years. And some of the big boys started coming in. Leon's come in from the east, and uh, Woodward's opened a big furniture fair. And I went, geez, we, I've, I've got to get bigger, or we're going to get run over. So I went and I. I found that brick building mm-hmm. on 101st Street and 107th Avenue, and uh, we moved in there, and we called it Comrie's Big Brick Warehouse, and then uh, it was Bill Comrie's Big Brick Warehouse, and Comrie's Big Brick Warehouse, and I figured, geez, you know, it's uh, I'm, time to get my name off, and I don't want to do any more TV commercials, and <laughs> we've got Michael Bell doing it, and we changed it to the Big Brick Warehouse and then the Brick Warehouse, and then it's still the Brick Warehouse, but it's mm-hmm. just called the Brick now. Yeah. It was so, a brick building. That was the reason. That's the reason why, yeah. So at that point, I mean, you're still in the um, early, uh, you know, early stages of it. Did you have any yeah. concept, any, you know, inkling that you could build it into what it ended up to be, you know, when you when you sold it and what it is till today? Yeah, no, not no. Yeah. I was just... Just excited to, I mean, our, when we opened the store, uh, you know, the brick, in the brick, it was like, you couldn't even move in it. It was like, it was, we, we, it was really, so then we just opened up Red Deer, and then some, you know, someone come into a, a few years before that and come in and said, uh, do you know anything? Of, I want to buy a bunch of furniture. I got loading, you know, and he just says, I, he says, we live in Fort McMurray. And I said, where's Fort McMurray? And he goes, oh, it's up there real north, and it's just a new oil town, and it's really small. Can you deliver there? And I figured, if you buy if you buy all your furniture, I'll get it up there. And so so anyways, Fort McMurray was the next, uh, uh, the third location, and then Calgary, 
And then we went to Toronto, which was very risky at the time, but turned out amazing. Uh, I mean, uh, incredibly um, amazing business success story, uh, not just in Edmonton, but uh, uh, all over our country, North America, the world, if you want to call it that for sure, as we uh, guess with Bill Comrie on Sports 1440. So now you're starting in the process of uh, you know raising a young family, and then the boys are getting into hockey, and then now right. they're getting to be pretty darn good hockey players too. So And then you get the Brick Invitational going. Um, so can yeah. you kind of bridge that, that point of your life, Bill, where you were – yeah, you're busy with the business, but now you're really getting into hockey with uh, with Paul and Mike and things like that. Yeah, uh, they were. Uh, I was coaching them, and I was running the business. And uh, you know, you know, you know, Paul was doing really well, and then Mike was like in Edmonton at that time. I mean, he was like he was he, ten years old and. And I went, God, I mean, there's, he is the best right now in, in Edmonton at this age. I don't know how good he is worldwide or, you know, or anywhere. And so I went to Craig Stiles and I said, uh, Craig worked for me at the Brick and played in the Oil Kings. And uh, I said, why, you know, I want, to op- I want to start a tournament and I want all the best players that uh, we can get from different cities and it's a, um, but I want it to be like they're in the NHL. I want the best referees because back then, mm-hmm. and even today, I think that sometimes the referees can't even skate, keep up to the players. But you know, we had Western Hockey. We have, and to this day, we have Western Hockey League referees. We have the national anthem, and <laughs> it's really exciting uh, tournament. And so that was Mike's first tournament, and. And he actually won the, the you know, the scoring mm-hmm. and uh, found out, you know, he, he was pretty good. But there's uh, so many good players. Uh, yeah, I think there's over 300 players now. I was talking to Craig Sal and Andy Wigston, who run, the, yeah. you know, the tournament now, uh, that uh, jumped in NHL. And three or four first-rounders. I know Nugent Hopkins, Matthews, mm-hmm. Bedard. Oh, yep. first rounder, first overall. McDavid yep. didn't play because he was playing up, and his parents didn't want him to go down. You know, you know, you know. So, but um, many, many great players have uh, have laced it up in the Brick tournament for sure. They have, uh, as Bill Comrie guessed with us on Sports fourteen forty. When you go down into the Ice Palace, and you've been down there many times, there's, the wall's not big enough for all the names that are, are are labeled on the on the wall down there, and the program is getting too thick. With all the names of <laughs> NHLers, you got to get a bigger program now. That's just the way it is. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. just it's just a, been a phenomenal tournament again, and it's still going. You got to be proud of that. Yes, yes, and uh, it's that's because of Craig Styles and yeah. Andy Wigston and all the volunteers. It's it's like all volunteers run that mm-hmm. tournament, and <clears throat> the money they raise from sponsorship, any extra money, uh, they give to charity. And one charity that uh, you know, I was you know. In, I've been involved in quite a few charities in Edmonton, mm-hmm. you know, like, make, you know, yep. the Children's Hospital and the Maz and that. But the, uh, we, we uh, started giving more money to uh, Sports Central, you know, yep. Tiger Goldstick started it. And it's a great cause to, to give to kids that can't afford equipment. Mm-hmm. And the brick tournament still, still, sends, still sends money there. They took the name the brick off because... Uh, when Leon's bought, they they're not giving the the charity there, but the brick tournament still 
gives there, and it's back to Sports Central, which is which is great. Yeah, you're, that was one area I wanted to get into your philanthropy. Um, you know, in Edmonton, you, a lot of it goes unnoticed. I think a lot of people know about it that maybe, and you, and you don't want the publicity as well. But just can you touch on how much that means to you and your family to kind of give back and things in that sense? Well, you know, I... <laughs> that we've always would, you know, always tried to give back, you mm-hmm. know, like I said, they came to me, you know, I don't, it sounds like I'm bragging about it. I don't mm-hmm. really don't want to do that, but to raise the money for the children's hospital and there wasn't any, and uh, there was no money raised at the time. And so I, I raised the money along with Dennis Serker as my uh, uh, vice chair. And then, you know, we did the same thing for the Mavs. Mm-hmm you know, and uh, raise the money there, Sports Central. McEwen, we we, we gave uh, uh, money to McEwen, you know, enough money that forever there will be uh, 10 hockey scholarships mm-hmm. every year, five to the girls and five to the boys. So yeah. and then I gave back to my employees when I sold. I, I mean, I just... I, I just think it's the right thing to do. If you're sure. making money, yeah. give back to your, give back to everybody. Yeah, amazing. Uh, Bill Comrie, uh, Sports fourteen forty, Kevin Carey's show. Uh, so now you're, you're the the boys are getting older. So Paul's off to Denver and then comes back and he plays a little bit with the Oilers and had a couple concussions and things like that. Mike signs with the Oilers in uh, old two thousand, I guess it is. And now you got to be just bursting at the seams because, I mean, you know, you're an Edmonton guy and your boys are playing for the Oilers. Yeah. 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 And it was kind of, it's kind of interesting because if you, go, if you look at Mike's first year uh, on the Oilers, uh, he had M. Comrie, you know, so, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because there was a P. Con- there was yeah. a Comrie before him, so Paul had to change to P. Yeah. And I think, Kevin, I, people have told me this, I'm not sure, but I think they're the only two brothers that were born and raised and played on that, the, the same city as the NHL team. Jeez, we're going to have to look into that for sure. That, that's a very, mm-hmm. very neat concept for sure. Um, so, uh, you know, Mike had a – he was a great, great NHL player, then went around and, and injuries and things like that. But now then, now then Eric comes along. And, I mean – I mean, it's just been nonstop for you kind of following, you know, your sons in the NHL. Ty was a great player, too, and, and with Tri-City. So yeah. just to be a, as, yeah. a, as a dad, I mean, man, it's got to be such a, a neat feeling. Well, it was until I have a goalie. It's so <laughs> fun watching. <laughs> and it was Paul and Mike's fault because they came home yeah. from college and said, hey, get in, the goal, get in there. And he was like a pylon, but you know, he all of a sudden he became a goalie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know what? The other thing too with Bill, with, with, with Eric, then, uh, you know, with him coming, um, when he went to the NHL, there was that year then he was in Winnipeg. And I mean, it seemed like he was on waivers or uh, traded. It was about, it seemed like 10 times in a month or something like that. Just the way things were going. Yeah. That was, that was through that COVID situation yeah. with goalies. Yeah. Them, same thing happened in Edmonton mm-hmm. where they had to get rid of their goalie. And it, it was, a, it was they, the NHL, I think if they look back, they mm-hmm. they made a mistake on how they. So everybody had to trade their goalies, yeah. and so then he went to the he went to Phoenix, and, and for- Phoenix uh, got their guy back, and they they had a trade. You know, Detroit wanted Eric because they had an injury, so they got Eric, and then their guy came back, and they were going to 
you know, put them down and then bring them back mm-hmm. up, they said. But they had to put them on waivers. Winnipeg really liked them, so they brought them back. You know, it's like, you yeah, know, so. exactly. Hey, anyways, it's, you know, Winnipeg uh, got them back like three times, two, two times, I guess. Oh, yeah, it was just crazy. So uh, one other yeah. aspect I wanted to talk about, Bill, is the ownership uh, angle with the sports teams. I, were the BC Lions the first team that you kind of had ownership in? Yes, and uh, it's funny because, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Harry Jones wrote an article mm-hmm. about me two years, they said, because I got on the board of the Eskimos that wasn't, they weren't doing very well, and we won the Great Cup in two years, yeah. and I didn't have too much to do with that. But then I, the, the BC Alliance were bankrupt, and and uh, Larry Smith was a commissioner, and I said, okay, I'll buy them if you get, let me allow, allow me to get the Great Cup here, have the Great Cup in in Vancouver two years from now. And he went, right. uh, well, no, no, you know, like, what, why? I said, well, I want to, you know, play in the, in the Grey Cup at home. And he goes, well, it's going to, you know, it's really bad right now. They've only won three games last year. It's, it's, it's three to five years to rebuild. And I said, well, I really, I'm, I'll buy them if it's two years. And anyways, we... <laughs> We did get lucky. We beat Edmonton in the in the last play of the game. We went to Calgary, down twenty two point uh, underdogs with Doug Flutie and Darren Flutie catches the winning touchdown in the end zone in the last play of the game, and then we win the the first, uh, uh, we beat Baltimore in the final, yeah. uh, U.S. Canada, and in the last play of the game, Louis Pasagli kicked the field goal. So that happened. Then we bought the. San Diego Gulls, and they were mm-hmm. bankrupt, my brother and I. And uh, two years later, we won that championship. And then I ended up getting, buying a piece of the Chicago Cubs, mm-hmm. and I had nothing to do with that. I was just an owner. We went to all the games, and it was yeah. fun. And well, we, it took them 108 years, and I got it in two years. So it was pretty lucky. <laughs> you know, uh, as we speak with Bill Comrie on Sports 1440, that's the, I, now that I remember, it's the last time that we did an interview because I was working at Global, and I talked to you the night that the Cubs uh, won, and even the, the year before because you guys had made it to the playoffs the year before, I believe. Right. Uh, and then yeah. we did that interview, and you were like, this is unbelievable just to be involved in this. Um, what was that experience like to to be involved with the Chicago Cubs when they won the World Series? It was amazing. Uh, I was uh, my wife Roxanne, uh, son Ty, and son Mike were supposed to. They were going to all be there. Ty had a had to get his appendix out, so Roxanne stayed here. <clears throat> but Mike and I uh, were in Cleveland together. And I mean, it was, I mean, it was a crazy game mm-hmm. with, and then the rains came and I think it helped us. And anyways, yeah, we, we won the championship and we had, you know, I, you know, we were, you know, we spent a lot of time, you know, the, the Tom Ricketts, the owner of the major owner of the Cubs is so good. He treated all us minority shareholders like we were equal. I mean, we would, mm-hmm. you know, go to Dominican Republic to watch our, farm team and this facility and there'd be dinners and it, 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 it was like it was a great experience great experience i've sold now mm-hmm. i sold my share um, i figured 108 years i didn't want to <laughs> wait another 100 well uh, <laughs> exactly any other uh, any other teams interest you maybe that needs a little uh, uh luck or whatever you want to call it maybe you can come back here and buy the the green and gold the double e turn it into a private ownership, maybe that that can be the turning point for this franchise. 
Yeah, well, I'm getting into the age now. I'm just, you know, like to play tennis and golf and, mm-hmm. and work and hang out with my friends and family. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bill, can't thank you enough for your time today. Uh, you probably got to get back. Are you in the middle of a tennis match or where you, I mean, are you, what's No, where? no, I, no, I finished. <laughs> I, I, I played earlier. Oh, cool. So, and yeah, golf, I done. mean, you got to be happy with where, I mean, what you can enjoy now for sure. How is the golf game then? Golf game's pretty good. Uh, I mean, not great, you know, but uh, pretty good. Uh, my son Eric is like a really good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- Ty's great tennis player, really, really good, and decided to start playing golf, and he's uh, he's doing really well right now too. Uh, it's all, it was always good when you come up here and go in the the pro am at Millwoods and beat Daryl McDonald and Gordy Jed and, <laughs> and Finley and all those guys, right? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Finley, Finley and Daryl come down here too and play down here. So yeah, you know, but it's always, but it's, it's nice great. beating those guys, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Nothing better, <laughs> especially Finley. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I, I, Bill. Thanks for this. I really appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy uh, the the rest of uh, the, the the season coming up. I guess is a hockey season. Just one quick one. What do you think where, where the Oilers are going at moving forward here? Pretty darn good, I mm-hmm. think. I think they're. I, I think. Yeah. They got a chance. I yeah. mean, I think they're. I mean, when you have guys out on McDavid and Nuge and these guys, it's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good basis. Yeah. When you think so. Do you watch yeah. a lot of games down there then? Oh yeah. 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 Well, watch a lot of games. Obviously, if Eric's playing, we we watch Eric's games. Yeah, for sure. So. All right, Bill. Thanks for this. Uh, appreciate yeah, your time, Kevin. Just want to yeah. just want to say uh, thank you for your support over the years of the kids all the time. You were always you're always a very positive guy. So, wow. well, yeah, I appreciate that too. And I appreciate those comments. Thanks very much, Bill. Yeah. All right, Kevin. Have a good one. Yeah. You too. Take care. That's Bill Comrie for. Um Elevate Your Game uh, by Ram Elevators and Lifts. Uh, Man, oh man. Um, Manufacturing the safest elevator since 1987. TrustRam.com. Man, if anyone has elevated their game, it is Bill Comrie. Uh, Man, that was a lot of fun. We'll get to some texts uh, uh, regarding Bill's uh, interview uh, when we come back on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Uh, You know, that's such a good song, dude. I almost want to let it go when they hit that high note. You know, uh, is that Brooks or Dunn that does the high note? Do you know? Uh, I believe it is Ronnie Dunn Ronnie that hits Dunn? the high notes. <laughs> oh, man. There's the high note that we're talking about, yeah. Uh, welcome back to the big program. Sports 1440, Kevin Carries and the Duke of Delburn. Brandon Douglas uh, with you till 11 o'clock when uh, Fantasy Frenzy comes on. And the Duke and former... Uh, Ross Shep, T-Bird. Connor Halley will be talking all things fantasy curling. That's all <laughs> yeah. That's all they're talking about now. This is You guys got to get on this, man. This is a big, big step for you. I'm, I'm not kidding. I, I love curling. Yeah. Uh, growing up in small town AB, like that is a huge part of the, the community and stuff. And like I was virtually ra- practically mm-hmm. raised in curling rinks. Uh, both my parents were big into it whenever, you know, getting away from the farm in the evenings and stuff. Weekend bond spiels. The Red Deer Farmers bond spiel is a huge um, event every year down in central Alberta. So it... Um, it's a, it's. I love it. I'm mm-hmm. watching as many uh, events and bond spiels as I can throughout the whole season, which is kind of getting underway here. So, um, I'm in. Okay. I'm in. I, it, I, Connor might take some convincing, but consider me in on fantasy curling. I did. I was lucky enough, very lucky, to go do a documentary 30 years ago at the Scotties Tournament of Hearts in Kitchener Waterloo, 
Sandra Peterson then, not Schmerler. Mm. Um, Sandra Peterson was uh, the Canadian champ, and Sherry Anderson was the Saskatchewan champ. So we went out and did a documentary on the two rinks uh, going, well, you know, they had great, great success. Uh, uh, Peterson ended up winning, and uh, there's, I'll tell you what, there's a fantasy curling team there. I mean, the Schmerler rink was amazing. Um, and Sherry Anderson's still curling. I mean, mm-hmm. so Jackie Ray would be, she would be footing the bill for you guys. <laughs> Get her as a partner. Jackie Ray, the commissioner yes, of our the commissioner fantasy curling league. Of uh, the Duke and Connors Fantasy Curling League. Can it get any better? I'll send J- I'll send JR an email. Send, I, she's going to be all for this. There's no doubt about it. Uh, text coming in regarding uh, the Bill Comrie interview. Um, from the Big Nut, Hamer, good catch with Mr. Comrie. Astute biz guy with the Midas touch, it seems, with a lot of championships. Uh, man, is that ever bang on. So... Buys a Chicago Cup, a partial, small ownership of the Chicago Cubs. They win a couple years later, win the World Series. Um, BC Lions buys ownership of the Lions. Man, oh man. Uh, San Diego Gulls, after the Lions win, goes to San Diego with his brothers, he said. Gulls win the IHL championship. Man, that is amazing. Um uh, His philanthropy is, is a lot of things, as he says, he it's not known by a lot of people. The people in Edmonton know about it. Um, it, it he's not looking for headlines uh, between, you know, the hospitals, Maz, things like that. The Brick Invitational has many charities that, that go forward. And there's a success story right in itself for that to be 35 years running. And, and then to see that branch off, and I know it's a separate entity, but they had War for the Roses that followed it up. So War for the Roses would have never been able to do anything like this had it not been for this Brick Invitational. War for the Roses, we talked about it with Jason Chimera uh, about a week and a half ago. That's the girls. So the girls were playing with teams from Connecticut and teams from Minnesota. Charlie Huddy's there watching his granddaughter. I mean, this is all because of a, an idea that, that, that Bill Comrie and Andy Wigston and, and Craig Stiles had 35, 37 years ago. Um, it's neat. It's, I mean, when you see a guy that wants to give back to the community and keep things going and build the community, um, that's what it's all about. And then to see all his kids, like all the guys, you know, Paul played, you know, the Oilers 15, 20 games and then had some concussion problems. Mike had a wonderful career. I remember when Mike signed in 2000, came, it was right at the Christmas, like right around Christmas time. And I mean, Kevin Lowe, they're signing the deal and, and Kevin says, well, he's playing tonight. You know, like, you know, it comes out of, out of, out of Michigan. No, he's playing tonight. Um, and then Eric to see again, you could see how, what Bill was talking about over that COVID and, and, uh, you know, going from team to team to team. So uh, pretty neat for sure. Um uh, Great guest to come in. A really nice job. Da, da, da. Thank you very much for that. I love, it's great hearing Bill on your show. I had the privilege. Uh, this comes from Patrick Query. Uh, I had the privilege of meeting Bill and his wife and his oldest son, Paul, when my son and Bill's youngest son played lacrosse in Edmonton. It was always nice talking to the whole family. They are super nice people. Wish them all the best. That's from Patrick. Um, it's kind of a nice compliment from the hammer now coming in. I mean, Hammer must think he's on the payroll here or something. Uh, and I think he, I know where he's getting. Maybe that's Laddie's burner account. He's like <laughs> sitting here and just texting well, us, that- texting the show 
while he's on it to chirping himself so he can get himself riled up and then get some uh, get some chirps back across the board so everybody knows how good he is at chirping. Wouldn't that be something if every time Laddie looks at his phone when we're doing in the middle of an interview here or you're you know you got his mic going on or whatever he's actually sending in the, in this through the hammer I can't see it happening. Might have to investigate. He Laddie has a a genuine it's, hate on is the wrong word. <laughs> he wants to kind of settle things out with the hammer. And that's, it, that's what I said. I said because yeah. he's not going to be there tonight. Next Thursday, it's Sydney just walk in, drop the bag, and say, "Where's the yeah. hammer? We're throwing hands. Like um, uh, settle it, settle it there. Uh, either in the room or out on the ice. Yeah. Either way is fine." Uh, love the show from Hammer. Uh, keep up the good work. There's another line in there that I'm not gonna, even going to mention because no need to go there. But appreciate it from the Hammer. Uh, keep up the good work. I'll give uh, and I'll keep giving it to Laddie on Thursdays. It's awesome to have him on. He does such a great job. And and man, we get so many uh, comments uh, for sure uh, from uh, Jumping Jack Flash Kevin. Great interview with Bill. Call him again sometime. Class act jumping. Jack Flash. Uh, Duke, we touched on it a little bit with uh, John Keim from uh, ESPN.com in the uh, pigskin, pigskin report. Uh, any chance Chicago can beat Washington tonight? Can't see it, but you never know. I don't know. I, I can't see it. I, the Bears are really bad. And not just because of one thing, not just because mm-hmm. of a couple things. They have been bad in virtually every facet of football so far through four weeks. We saw an improvement from mm-hmm. Justin Fields here this past Sunday before uh, the second half came crashing down on the whole team and they blow that lead to another really <laughs> bad team, which is that's just insult to injury, right? I mean, yeah. you, you if you have a big lead and uh, a, a good team, the Niners, the Eagles, even the Chiefs, uh, they're not really looking like maybe what they used to be, but they still have Patrick Mahomes under center. But you blow that lead to Russell Wilson and mm-hmm. the Broncos, um, that stings, and so I'm uh, I'm certainly not going to be placing any wagers on the Chicago Bears tonight. No, I uh, I picked up Sam Howell as a fill-in quarterback in my. One Are you and you're going to start him tonight? Oh yeah, I I, need, I I need to. Okay, I got to, my, in my one league, Kevin. I and this is my dynasty league, so it's not like I did a bad job drafting and like didn't dug ahead, but like just because almost all these players are returning every year, the only rookie I've added is Achan, um, yeah. and Cedric Tillman's on the bench, but. This is no exaggeration. Half my team is on bye this week. Chargers, wow. Browns, um, and what's the who else is on bye? Seattle, the, the Buccaneers, and the and the Seahawks. Seattle, Seattle's on a bye. Yeah, yeah. So there's four teams. That is a lot of my roster, hmm. and so uh, that combined with the Mike Williams injury, he'd be on bye anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so I've been picked apart. I'm, I might just have to like concede a loss this week in that right. league because I'm not going to go and drop a bunch of these guys. Just to fill spots. Okay, quick question for you. And I don't want to take. I don't want to cut your gra- your guys' grass for fantasy frenzy, but <laughs> because, no, you know, because it's your guys' show. But so when you go into your draft like that, do you even care about bye weeks, or you just uh, so if, if it's that, a, if it's a one like just redraft every year, huh? then yes, because you can't draft three running backs all with bye on the same week. I get it, but you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. our, ours is a two keeper league. Uh, so you are you do know where their buys are exactly, but even when you're drafting, say you're going down the draft and you go, oh man, this guy's a better player, marginally better than the guy that I might not take, but he's on the buys of my same guy. If, much- if it's if it's close, the buys will okay. play a role in my choices for sure. But okay. if if it's a substantial difference, it's like when I draft in hockey mm-hmm. about like positional need, like oh, it's a matter of like best player on the board, but you got to still use your head, right? So. Uh, one NHL note, uh, 
Department of Player Safety is uh, suspending Arthur Kaliev of the LA Kings two preseason games and two regular season games for his kneeing incident on Chase DeLeo of uh, Anaheim. That was a big knee. There's no question about it. Um, it's four games, two preseason. Technically, who cares about the preseason? So um, could they have given him three regular season? Maybe I think uh, Ducks probably would have been a little happy. That's your team, the Ducks. They probably would have been a little more happier about that. But uh, is the Chase man going to be okay? I haven't even heard if he's he skated off. But. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything. Chase, a longtime AHL guy, a big um, big part of their the new San Diego Goals. We right. were just talking with Bill about the original iteration. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, big leader down there. He's played some NHL games. I, it doesn't look like the injury is too, too serious, yeah. I don't think. But I haven't uh, doubled, back, doubled back to check on that yet. All right, we got, uh, we're up against, against it. We'll pump the brakes, uh, come back to wrap things up on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. Oh, Steve Earle. Ever see him in concert, Duke? Uh, I no, saw, no. No? Too old for you. I saw well, him. Well, he's not con- too old. Has he rolled? I think, didn't he play uh, over here at the Creed last I, year, maybe? I saw him uh, in the late, early 90s, late 80s, somewhere in there. Oh, man. He's good. Uh, this is an awesome, just an outstanding text coming into one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. It comes from the liney. Hey guys, since you're based out of Wetaskiwin, and we are, uh, that's where the transmitter is. We do this show from the uh, West Edmonton Mall Stingray Studios. But since you're based out of Wetaskiwin, uh, the Wetaskiwin Longhorns Senior Double A team have their home opener on Saturday at eight p.m. at Co-op Place. They have NHL alumni, Steve McIntyre, Chris Dingman, Martin Sonnenberg, and Alan York on their roster. Come fill the rink. That comes from the lining. So, Duke, what are you doing Saturday? Might be making a pit stop in Wetaskiwin. This is, uh, I, I, I wasn't aware they even had a, a senior double-A team there. I just pulled up the league, the North Central Hockey League, some mm-hmm. good, uh, I, so here's the thing. I've played some senior hockey here in yeah. the province. I was under the impression our league was technically just senior A, but looking at this, uh, the fact that this is the North Central and ours is called the East Central, this might technically be considered parallel to ours, mm-hmm. but they at least look like a, quite a few bigger towns um, than the ones that play in our league, but I might have to go check this out and do some uh, some scouting if we play them down the line in some cross-league action, get some exhibition games in or something. Well, I mean, Chris Dingman... He the, that, he's a beauty. <laughs> Steve McIntyre is a beauty. If we're tell I mean, you what, if, first uh, of all, what's like? I mean, if we're ever playing them, the Delburn Outlaws, are ever coming up against the Wetaskiwin, uh, you're getting Longhorns. Look out because Steve McIntyre's patrolling the ice. Uh, Good lord! Can the line the liney send in who they're playing? It doesn't say here. Uh, just the home opener they're playing. Looks their like home opener. Who, Red, you, uh, October seventh is Saturday. Yeah, looks like Red Deer. All right, so this is. Obviously, this is a different league than what the old, uh, you know, when with with Stony Plain Eagles. And well, I think that's senior AAA. That's senior AAA, but so, but th- that league hasn't been going for a long time. You know, mm. for Allen Cup, I mean, the Allen Cup for years was such a great senior. I mean, between Bentley, I mean Brian Sutter's co- coaching the Bentley Generals, Stony, the Eagles had such great teams. Um, if this is a level lower, according to this. Uh, Texter from the liney, but I mean, if if they got Steve McIntyre and Chris Dingman, those are two. 
pretty big guys. I mean, Marty Sonnenberg used to play for the Saskatoon Blades. Remember him? Uh, and Alan York, obviously a good goaltender. Camrose Bruins in this league? Hmm. Uh, anyway, Colin sends it in. Go Camrose Bruins. Maybe they're in the league with the... with the. It uh, looks like it, yeah. Yeah, it looks like Wetaskiwin, Red Deer, Camrose Lacombe, Westlock, Devon, Bonneville, Morinville, and that's all I can see yeah. uh, without clicking a lot. I think that might be the the encompassing list. Well, as, okay, so the Hoggy just sends in the old Chinook was AAA. We know that, yeah, because mm-hmm. that was with Stony Plain, uh, Bentley, things like that. Longhorns are AA, but really it's the old, it's almost the only league comparable now is what he's saying. Um, I mean, that senior hockey, st- I remember, well, one of the bad parts of that when Stony Plain was playing there and, and Ryan Smith went and played with him and that guy lit him up in front of the net. That was just awful. I can't remember that, but, oh, man, that just sucked for sure. Um, but you got a chance to win the Allen Cup. I don't know if these guys are going in the Allen Cup. Someone help us out. Uh, the Liney. I don't know what he's... Oh, with Tasco and Longhorn. So this is their roster. He's just sent it to us now. <laughs> he's fi- on fire, the Liney. Um, Allen York in goal. Devin Buffalo in goal. Um... Kyle Fecko, he, he he used to play for the Bears, I think. Um, they got some guys here, man. This this I feel like uh, Jim Carr here. Uh, well, I've just been handed the Syracuse lineup. Oh, and the uh, <laughs> the Watasco and Longhorns are in for a real grudge type game tonight. Uh, oh, let me see. Oh my goodness, uh, Oglethorpe. Um, they got some players. Steve McIntyre. Six foot five, two forty nine. I wonder if this is the the weight that they the last weight that they were at. Don't see. Uh, I don't see on this lineup. I don't do not see uh, Dinger. Mm. Late add to the lineup. <laughs> Clarence, <laughs> man, that was a funny part of Slapshot. We got to get into that one of these days too. Anyway, good luck with the game in with Tasquin. Um, Hoggy says, we used to compete for the Allen Cup also against Tony. Uh, I'm the uh, head coach of the Junior B Iceman, so the Longhorns are, are another layer of good hockey in the wonk right now. Uh, hey, guys, the AAA Senior League is still going in Alberta. It's just Stony playing in Innisfil now. They play each other several times this year, and Innisfil plays Powell River in a couple of exhibition matches. Thanks uh, for that. Uh Titan says, I had the pleasure of getting blown up by Mr. McIntyre and Hockey Helps the Homeless a few years ago. <laughs> He's a massive human. Awesome dude, though. No injuries, and we had a good laugh after. Well, I mean, I shouldn't have said that there was no Chinook League. I guess there is no Chinook League if just Stony Plain is playing Innisfail now. Yeah. So if they're just playing each other... Um, but those games were good. I mean, they had massive series with Bentley. That's going really on. good quality hockey. It is. I mean, a lot of former pros. Old Kyle Rossiter from the alumni skates. He's a lot of guys bring in their Stony Plain Eagles bags into the alumni skates. It's fun is, to watch. Is it like as a brag? Well, I think it's the last team they played <laughs> it was on. The only really. bag they got. Well, yeah. As soon as the bottom falls out of it, they'll chuck it in the bin. They're nice leather bags, go, too. Go down to uh, United Sport and Cycle yeah. and get a new one. Kelly will take care of you. New bag down there. Yeah, this is a cool, that's from Titan, yeah. I had the pleasure of getting blown up by Mr. McIntyre and Hockey Helps the Homeless. 
<laughs> awesome dude. Well, that's cool. Man, we had another great show, Duke. We've got another one coming up tomorrow. Uh, John Keim joined us from ESPN.com for our pigskin report at 7.20. We talked Blue Jays. Uh, we talked Oilers. Uh, Oilers get ready for their final preseason game of the uh, exhibition season this Friday when uh, the uh, Seattle Kraken uh Visit Rogers Place. Uh, Oilers win last night 7-2. Connor McDavid had a goal and three helpers. Connor Brown had two goals, one assist. They want to have the CNC Music Factory going. One of our texters brought that in. Uh, be nice to just kind of get to the, the regular season uh, next week. Vladislav Schmid, what more can you say about our co-host every Thursday from 8 o'clock till 10? Mark Spector for On the Mark and Booster Juice at 8 o'clock uh, as he does join us every day at that time. Frank Saravelli, a lot of talk. Uh, well, everything from Olympics to uh, where we're going with the IOC, double IHF, things like that uh, for our daily face-off show from uh, Frank uh, Saravalli and the headliner of the day. Uh, Patrick Johnson from the uh, province in Vancouver, Sun guested with us to talk about the uh, Vancouver Canucks. It was great to have Luke uh, Pierce from the Edmonton Oil Kings, uh, Ladislav Schmid's old head coach, which, which was there uh, last year for Laddie. And, of course, Laddie's still helping out with the Kings as well. 10 o'clock, man, lots of comments with Bill Comrie from uh, the Brick. And, man, his son's just great in the NHL, the Brick Invitational. We talked about his ownership with uh, the Cubs, uh, the BC Lions, things like that. Uh, just uh, outstanding to for Bill to give us his time for about, well, he was about half an hour almost. So uh, thanks to Bill for that win. We return to the airwaves tomorrow at seven o'clock. We will uh, check in with our Friday co-host and Eddie Steele. Uh, talk a little uh, football as the Elks are in Toronto tomorrow. And we're also going to have Matt Dunnigan on tomorrow as well. Uh, Matt Dunnigan, the former double ear. Uh, coming up next, it's uh, Fantasy Frenzy. The focus is on curling with the Duke of Delburn and. Former Ross Shep T-Bird. Connor Halley. Then uh, low down with low tide from um, noon till 2. Jason Greger takes us home here on Sports 14, 42 o'clock till 6 with the Jason Greger Show. Thanks so much for listening to uh, the Kevin Carey Show this morning. We're back tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Until then, keep it between the ditches. And here's the Duke with a sports update.